0: Hey and I get him to swallow up Everybody.
1: For some reason, the song was stuck in my head, Squeezer.
2: Ah, spoilers.
0: Yeah.
1: We're not really spoiling anything. We're just playing a song.
2: Yeah, yeah. Before, uh, I'm just, before a, I say something dumb and ruin it for
1: everyone, a song that jumped up to. Uh, first of all, motherfuckers, if you're not a fan, if you're a fan of, I'm uh, ra- uh, not rad If you're a fan of the Stranger Things and you have not watched this season yet, what are you doing? Stop listening to this right now and go watch it. You know um, what?
2: Regardless, whether you're a fan or not, stop listening to this and just go do something.
1: Uh, that was Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill. That is number one on the iTunes charts all of a sudden for some reason. <laughs> Thanks to Max, is, uh I, I believe, Max, you know, one of the dream warriors. She was trying to get away from Freddy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Same plot, ah. different...
2: Different. yeah yeah it was it, you brought that up to me i'm like oh yeah that that that, that does work just because you know I, I i was a scaredy pants so i didn't watch a whole lot of uh have you watched any Night- uh nightmare on elm street <laughs> yeah like through like you know the covers with one eye and kind of all scaredy pants i mean yeah. they're not
1: ripping it off they're i mean they're doing what tarantino is they're
2: paying homage oh, oh, homage yes what, what you do so well.
1: Uh huh. I, I do it very well. So I can't point fingers and throw stones at glass houses, as they say. Uh, so coming in on YouTube, everybody, if you ever listen to this on YouTube, I usually have like what I call lobby music, uh, music I play, I just play like a Nintendo game that has like some tertiary uh, acquaintance to our topic, to say yeah. the least. And I picked Moonwalker on Sega Genesis and looking i know i don't think i ever really watched that game or played it but it looks like michael is running through this bar with a bunch of adults who are trying to protect these kids from him and when he gets to them
2: they cry and run away
1: <laughs> that's what it looks like
2: i don't think i've actually i've never i've never played it so if you look at it oh. like it's like he's he's running
1: and he's got his little monkey on his shoulders.
2: <laughs> really? Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, the monkey's there. And he's going through the levels. And... Oh, here's a big bad. Well, let me go back a bit to the kids here. there right, one, two. Level one, two. Uh, Club it, look, it looks
2: like a, a 16-bit version of uh, Dick Tracy when you go into, like, the... Right, so... He, hideouts. He's throwing... I don't, know, I don't know what's coming out of
1: his uh, groin area <laughs> that looks like that, <laughs> but um, in level 1-2, it's all these these adults that are protecting these poor children from Michael's uh, sparkling groin, you know, whatever it may be, and they see Michael and they run. They say Michael and they run. <laughs> so he's <laughs> like, I gotta find another kid. So he keeps running through the, ah, there's another kid hiding in the closet, and he runs from Michael, you know. And these adults, they're trying to, you know, a, a sexy woman. Hey, get away from me. <laughs> you know, a, a sexy adult man. Hey, get away from me. I All these pinball machines I installed in the house to attract kids. I mean, want kids to hang out with. I mean, you know, this knowing who Michael Jackson really was really paints this game in a different way.
2: Well, allegedly.
1: I mean, allegedly, schmedgily.
2: <laughs> Is that a legal defense, allegedly,
1: schmegedly Yeah. Right. Okay. Prove to me, Michael didn't fucking these like, fuck these kids, and I will stop saying that. I'm a. I don't even listen to Michael Jackson's music because how how disgusted I am with him as a human being. Uh, did you watch uh, the? I didn't even see the documentary. I think we started it, and it was just gruesome. Finding Neverland.
2: Uh no no I never. Our-
1: got I know it. I mean, how many times are they gonna have to say this dude touch kids, you know, till we believe that this dude touched kids? Uh,
2: but but you can't. He's royalty. He's been anointed, and they'll never let that. Uh, you see, I remember growing up, it was like,
1: like you knew of him as a child molester. That's why you you didn't like his music, like his music. Oh, was, since
2: we we're since you were a kid, like yeah, was,
1: like uh like Michael. It was like it was you got made fun of if you like, just like if you're a boy who listened to. And that, not necessarily that it was a good thing, but if you're a boy listening to New Kids on the Block, it was, you know, you hate New Kids on the Block if you're a boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. that that was unfair. Like, hating Michael Jackson, that was fair. <laughs> yeah. I hate Michael Jackson. Sorry if that alienates some of you, but fuck that child molester, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And Although I'm, I'm, it does look
2: like a fun game. Yeah, you're a child predator running through a house trying to get your hands on a kid, but they're too quick. <laughs> ah. Nice. Make it less realistic, I guess. Ah.
1: Well, Michael Jackson was kind of uh, dainty, you know, with all those surgeries and whatnot. Might have been hard for him to chase down one of these children.
2: Uh, this is, there's a lot written about this.
1: What, Moonwalker?
2: Yeah, I think everyone has their own little take on it.
3: I have to talk about
1: uh, spend some
2: time on the YouTubes.
1: A tangent to start the show. What are they saying?
2: Oh, no, I'm just looking at headlines. I'm not... Uh, reviews, I'm trying to find something here. I'm trying to find ones that aren't so legitimate and more R-speed.
1: Ish. Hello, hello. Well, anyway. Hi. Even. I wanted to tangent on uh, Stranger Things to start. Yes. But I, I was watching this while we were waiting to start the show, and I'm like, this is fucking weird. I got my monkey on my shoulder. I'm going to get these children. And there's like the adults. Get away, Michael, you damn
2: child predator.
1: <laughs> it's weird you get to play a game where you're the child predator.
2: <laughs> well, allegedly.
1: I, allegedly, smetchedly. I'll say it again. <laughs> Come after me, Michael Jackson's estate.
0: Uh, yes, after
2: kids. him.
1: <laughs> Come after the Rad Years Podcast <laughs> featuring Squeezer <laughs> and RK.
2: Yes, Squeezer, my <laughs> legal name. Yeah. Good luck trying to find me. I'm uh, going to hiding. Uh, your mom gives you up in a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Well, his name's not Squeezer. <laughs> oh. I named him Derek, and he's a sweet boy. He lives five minutes down the road. Let me take you there. I have to give him some rhubarb pie anyway. Come with me. You want some pie? I'll give it to you instead. <laughs> he's had enough. <laughs> hey. No. I'm You're just right. <laughs> it's just sitting on my counter now. Kids well, are eating you, it, You were, I'm
1: not. You were the one telling me that she would subtly say things, and you would just beg... What no? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That,
2: she, my uh, as in my um, I like to call it the bloat. <laughs> um, so I'm cur- during the
1: bloat, I'm currently in my bloat.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, during during the bloat, she's like, you know, you gotta be healthy, blah blah blah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. She's like, well, you can't eat like that. I'm like, yeah, I know. And she's like, well, what'd you have for dinner? I'm like, I don't know, a couple, you know couple two three dozen hot wings and like six beers it's like that's not good for me like yeah i know but it's delicious and then it's just back and forth and i would you know mom why'd you put out the
4: charcuterie mean. board if you didn't
2: want me to eat it thank you i look i know there's 20 some people here <laughs> but that board is no different than the board i would put out for myself on a saturday night. right it's like an adult so, lunchable basically mom yes yeah, it's, it's an adult size lunchable
1: uh well anyway stranger things you finished it right uh yes there was some drama in the rk household we we went to see uh top gun maverick at the drive-in which is a it's good it's it's better than i thought it would be um i was like oh man they're making a fucking sequel i assume since they weren't releasing it 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 was either really good which it was or a (laughs) steaming pile of shit <laughs> um, but they re- it was good and they made a fuck ton of money on it this weekend. Yeah. Everybody I like mother- the,
2: the internet saying like it's the greatest movie ever, but I guess it's just cuz it's not a steaming pile of shit and a sequel. Right. It's not the
1: greatest movie ever, but it's really fun. It's a good movie and I highly suggest oh, watching. It. Like um, but everybody was watching screens this weekend because uh Obi-Wan, which I haven't watched yet, apparently did record numbers. You liked it, right?
2: uh, A lot of people are shitting on it. A lot of people,
1: not just people I don't listen to their opinions, but some people I (laughs) trust
2: have shit on it. So here's the thing. As I was watching it and, you know, I was playing my little baseball game, my phone and stuff like that, eating some cheese. I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. It could be worse. And then I was talking to uh, Darth Jason uh, earlier today. And unprovoked, not like I wasn't even, like, bouncing off of him. I just started bringing things up. And it would send me down this rabbit hole and I left the conversation out of breath and angry. Hmm. There's some really lazy directing and writing.
1: Yeah, that's mainly what they're saying on the internet. Like, kind of works. It comes than off as of very uninspired. There's
2: actually literally Oh, like,
1: we're getting a squeezer, literally.
2: Something like uh, an event occurs and where Obi Wan is uh Let's say elevated above multiple stories on the roof of a building, mm-hmm. and something happens down below. Let's just say he catches someone with the force and lowers them to the ground. Mm-hmm. Cut to, and you so you see that shot of them landing. Cut to a wide shot, like looking down the alley, and Obi Wan runs from like around the corner to that person. Like the most spoilers, man, Jesus. <laughs> What's that?
1: It's, it's spoilers, man. Jesus. Spoilers,
2: sorry. It is the most uninspired uh, blocking. Ish said
1: and seemed really made for TV in several places. Kind of uh, kind of like honestly, how the, I'm like, "Oh,
2: it's like it, it was
1: the Hawk trailer looked really made for TV. Like, "Oh, they can't afford they don't have Marvel yeah. mo- movie money." Yeah.
2: For, it, it felt like the like WBCW, Ooh, picks, like, like, like like the UPN, the the Arrowverse. Uh, yeah, okay. that bad. Um,
0: Arrowverse is like some Flash, of it, yes. Arrow. Some, some
2: of it. There, there's some, a lot of sequences
1: that don't make sense. Well, what did I say last week on the show? I'm like, I am not excited for Obi Wan whatsoever. I
2: and I, I, I wasn't sure if I it was... like you and McGregor. I
1: know you said that last. week That's exactly what you said last week. But I was like, ah, it just it's nothing. Like I don't know who the fucking inquisitor is or care. I'm never going to watch all that crap that yeah, you well,
2: watched. Yeah, it's be- that's better than this. And uh, when I was talking to Jason, uh, it's why I said like Obi-Wan had his story. Like like Ewan McGregor is great in all the prequels, whether you like the movies or not. Like he's a fun character in that. And the arc and the story, the amount of screen time Obi-Wan gets in the Clone Wars Which is canon, which is legit, and it's good. The writing is great. The animation is great. The action is great. Like, this is so unneeded. And almost like the story that I'm seeing is, they could have expanded on the universe a bit, and just not... Obi-Wan doesn't need to be in it at all. You could have taken the character that he has to save and replace Obi-Wan with someone new and explore Star Wars that way when actually make Oh, you more mean sense. like The Mandalorian? Yes. Well, yes. There you go.
1: Yeah, that's what worked. And then Boba Fett didn't uh Obi-Wan didn't stop making fucking shows with characters that have their stories already told.
2: Yeah. I
1: I don't know. I I'm not inter- We're going to watch it, but I'm not into it. I was into completely stranger things for Part one, um, we started it Friday morning uh, before I went to work. And then I went to work and she went out of town. So she came back for a race, obviously, because she, uh, for some reason, is a crazy person who likes, who enjoys running. Um, she came back that afternoon. We, we watched some more and then we went to the drive in movies to see Top Gun, which was a great time. I love the drive in. I, I it was the second time there this year. And um, I can't get enough of the driving. It's my one of my favorite places to go. Then we came home and we started again. And she asked me at the theater if if we, she fell asleep, um, would I stop it? And I said yes, but I had my fingers crossed. and I showed her her parents were there and I showed I had my fingers crossed. Then uh, so I just kept watching, you know, because she was kind of she does this thing where she's like asleep, but she tells me to keep going. She's watching.
2: I don't know if Mrs. Squeezer does that. Ah, uh, we don't really watch TV together. No. Um, if she has a chance to sit down, she's just gonna go to bed. <laughs> okay. Well, um, then it, I just got into it and I couldn't
1: stop. And then four thirty in the morning came around, and I'm finishing episode <laughs> seven. And I wake her up to go to bed, and she's like, "Did you keep watching?" I'm like, "I watched it all." She's like, "What?" <laughs> she was, she was, she tried to grab me from the kitties the next day. She's like, "I'm not allowed Aww. to snuggle any of the cats because I'm in trouble." But then she watched it while I was working Sunday, and we were even steep, caught up by the time I got home. So
2: Nice.
1: I really, I mean, yes. it is. Talk about bloat, Squeezer. Uh,
2: yeah. It
1: is a little Ooh. bloated, uh, but I enjoyed, I still enjoyed it. I loved all the bloat. I love how long, I mean, I, I was okay with how long they took to get places, because I loved the journey. Uh, uh, what,
4: what, what?
2: I try to tell you that about Game of Thrones, you're like, poof. I don't want to deal with that.
1: Yeah, but I'm not invested in any of the characters, Squeezer. Like, ugh.
2: well, I hope you're not invested in uh, Mike and Will. Jeez. What do you mean the relationship? No, no, just talk about taking a back seat in screen time.
1: <sighs> yeah, and I think
2: um, I get it. I mean, they were they they had their time, I guess.
1: I think they'll they'll have more in. Um,
2: I don't know. Re- not, Th- Were they even in the last episode? No, no, no. That, that, was, well, long, that was an hour well, forty. Well,
1: they they when when they, they met Susie Q in the sixth episode. Yeah,
2: and then that was it. But there's still two more episodes. That technically wasn't even the last. episode. yeah. yeah but still, it's a long time to go. With but at the same time, everyone else is doing something interesting, and they're just kind of taking a. Cru- they're basically going to California. Um, no, they're driving leave, through Utah. They're leaving California. <laughs> Same thing. Whatever.
1: Uh, Lenora Hills, the town made up in California, and they all wear pretty. I mean, I love Argyle. He's like my favorite new character. Oh, he's yeah,
2: he's fantastic. Um, um, and, and I, I, I want to know is is it just a uh um a, a movie like a, a what's the trope trope? Thank you <clears throat> of uh the Mean Girl. Or was it really were there kids right. really Enchantress that mean and I
1: talked about it too? Like I don't remember like ever seeing anything that like we were so like quiet and like uh like we did like we only talked to the people we were friends with. You didn't you didn't yeah pick on like that that fucking what was her Angela? Yeah is a fucking cunt, man. She deserved yeah, to like, get her face smashed like, in with a skin. I know,
2: I was rooting for. Her. Why yeah, wasn't right. everyone else cheering? Yeah. Um but like uh, it, even like I went to a, like I had two hundred kids in my class, so we knew everyone.
1: I had and well in, in in Catholic school I had like twenty. Yeah. Then
2: by the time I got to Parkland, I had a <laughs> thousand. Yeah, but like yeah, you had the bullies and you had the nerds, and I was like, I got picked on and shit, but I rolled with it, and that's what made me adapt and be funny. I'm not saying everyone had it easy that way or was able to roll with it, but in my experience, there was so few. Like, even, like, the bullies, if they were to pick on you, eventually they would just relent. And no one was going to go through that, had that much energy to make someone else's life miserable. Mm, No. Now, I think that it's kind of come full circle, maybe, because, well, now it's... I'm not including the current, like, social media situation where it's easy to be, you know... Behind a keyboard. Behind a keyboard? That's different. Just to your face at a public place... Like no one is like have, coming with a camcorder to record you fucking with someone. No, nah. No, I get it. It's TV,
1: but yeah, I don't know. Girls might be a little meaner than boys, squeeze her.
2: <laughs> Maybe, but even it in just Jantris seems agree like that... a lot of effort.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I don't even I, like are those. These like the four years of high school were so insignificant. Like everything before that and everything after it seems to mean so much more than those four years of high school. I don't understand. I'll even
2: I'll even chalk up the four years after high school. <laughs> College was whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you went to fan you went the uh, fancy film school.
1: Right. In the big city. No, I th- I agree though. Like once you like start making money and you could do things, like life's better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. a good yeah. Yeah. So like, I know, I remember my sister had this big thing, like, she kept saying it was her last summer, <laughs> for some reason, it was always her last <laughs> summer, uh, and I'm like, you know, I gave up, like, every summer of my 20s to work, you know, to get to where I am now, when, like, Enchantress and I could go take a trip to all these European countries, and go to fucking music festivals, and get the whole VIP experience, and, you know, but I worked my yeah. ass off to, to through that, and did nothing in my 20s. When I had no money, and now I could do things and do things right. You know, instead of sharing a hotel room in Atlantic City with 30 other people, you could get your own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, And it also didn't hurt that you liked what you were doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the... I mean, even... I did have the worst boss in the entire planet, so... Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, But, you know, he got fired, so...
2: Yeah. Yeah, he did. Karma, so fired. Karma happens. Fired, fired pants on fire. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but uh yeah, so uh I, I, I really enjoyed the season and I really like the homages to
2: Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh even mm-hmm. having Robert Unglis <laughs> <The>, himself.
0: Yeah. You <laughs>
2: like, you even told me about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it is kind of like Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street. And then I get home and I watch that next episode. I'm like, oh wow, they if I didn't get it before I get it now. Right. Yeah. Well, I first episode I was like this is Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: The music even sounded like it. The whole Nancy mm-hmm. thing and or, I'm I'm sorry, the Chrissy thing. Uh Nancy was the main character in uh Nightmare on Elm Street. Um the whole Chrissy thing was uh very much straight out of Nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Uh, I am not going to lie. I didn't see that coming.
1: Nightmare on Elm Street?
2: No, no, no. Like uh, her result Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah no, I, I thought that was going to go somewhere else. You yeah, know, they yeah. do a lot of possessing and stuff, and yeah, the gruesome they're setting and it up, and I was like, oh, wow, that was gruesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Same, well, I was happy about Fred. I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, Kill this one. But poor Chrissy. She didn't do anything yeah. to deserve that. Yeah, They should have killed her a boyfriend, not her.
2: Yeah, he's a real... I think he's got it
1: coming.
0: Uh, really? Or
2: maybe not. You know, you, you always thought Steve was a total dick, and you wanted him to get it. And now he's. I like, never you did. Know.
1: I I like I mean, Steve was a dick, but he redeemed himself
2: in in season one. Like when he. Oh came. no, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, like from the, at the very beginning, like you're expecting that's the guy you want to bite it. Right. But now you're rooting for him, and I. Now it's one of the best little characters. theory. I got a feeling something's gonna go. Wrong. Wait, Steve's dying this season. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's making it out.
1: Yeah, that's a. That's the internet all thinks that.
2: Oh yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, join the club. Join the club. Okay. And well, also... I
2: didn't read that. Also,
1: also join the club with Enchantress, who got all hot and bothered when he fucking popped his shirt off and ripped that bat off in half.
2: Not. I'm, I'm bored with that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I was with uh, Eddie Munson. Show some humility. Throw him a jean jacket. <laughs> Cover yourself up, pal. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh goddamn Look at that vascularity. Uh speaking of, let's jump to Young Rock season finale. Um They did uh, the whole Rocky Maivia Via introduction. It was pretty cool.
2: Oh what year is it? Like ninety seven?
1: They are in ninety six. Okay. Yeah um Survivor series, the re- debut of Rocky Mighty. Oh, ah,
2: gotcha. Okay. Yeah. With the blues.
1: Yep, and the the whole as he puts it, a character from the Lion King outfit. <laughs> and he gets he gets booed and everything. And it, I like the show's really good. And it's it it goes from his time in Memphis, the end of the episode the end of the season finale, he's leaving Memphis to go to be, to work for his uncle, Alpha, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania.
2: Nice, represent. Yeah.
1: Uh Being videotaped by our company.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah?
1: Well, I mean, we did office shit for years.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there t- are there a bunch of Australians playing us?
1: Oh, they should have a bunch of Aussies playing us, like Ripped Hunks playing. Hi, my name's Squeezer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to ruin camera
1: for your event, boss. Oh, you know more K, eh? What another shrimp on the barbie, huh? It's huh? Solemn pal. You got a boomerang, eh? Yeah, they should have someone playing us. Let's petition that. Someone start one of those moveon.org petitions
2: or whatever they are. The petition.org. Uh, change change.org. Change.org, that's it. Yeah. I got an account. Let me go do that. Yeah.
1: Well, it'd be it'd be more flattering if a fan did it, Squeezer, oh, on okay. our behalf. Look kind of ghost if we did it ourselves. Let's see, do
2: I have an account? Oh, I forgot my password. Shit. Oh well.
1: What a fucking disappointment. I don't care
2: account. that much. I cared more about getting that Rapunzel animated series spinoff.
1: <laughs> All right, what are we talking about? Oh hi, Izzy. Is he oh dis- hi.
2: Izzy's trying to make the show here.
1: That's her rubbing her head against the microphone. Is he don't stand on the micro uh, the keyboard? Oh, she, her tail knocks over all <laughs> the beer cans. She just wants to get snuggled. Adorable, um, she is. Uh, what? Yeah. What? I'm sorry, Squeezer. What are we talking about?
2: We are talking about cassettes and albums we had, and CDs too. Oh, and CDs? I didn't know if CDs. That would have made things different um well, I, I thought it would've, you would have said cds well if you look at the
1: artwork on our youtube it says uh, tapes,
2: i didn't have that yesterday tapes
1: records and cds well not just you just save stuff for the next episode squeezer. okay i only have one cd in mind if it makes you feel better uh, a little
2: yeah it's I, not like i needed them but
1: yeah all
2: right uh do we remember who goes first uh I think I do. Wait. Whoa. What was last week's show?
1: Restaurants and fast food. And you had KFC and you went first, right? Oh yeah, so you go first.
2: Yeah, yeah. First. You ended it, I remember. Yeah.
0: Wait,
1: I
2: end yes, you ended it.
1: Jeez. Your last pick was Pizza Hut. So I ended it. Yes. So I go first this week. Here is my first This is technically kind of an album. You you could play it on a record player.
3: Welcome to the new Ghostbusters movie mystery! In just a moment, you'll get a chance to meet Egon Spengler, the brave, courageous hero from the Ghostbusters movies! Now, kids, answer the three questions that Egon will ask you later on this record, and you could be eligible to win one of the two grand prizes in the new Ghostbusters movie mystery sweetstakes! And right now, I take great pride in introducing Egon Spengler! Hello, Ghostbusters fans! Have you been looking out for ghosts lately? Great! Now you have a chance to be an honorary member of the Ghostbusters
1: team. You can win a trip to Hollywood for you and your family. And All right, well, Dr. I won't go on what? the whole thing. If the whole thing's like two and a half, three minutes.
2: Why was Egon holding his nose while recording that?
1: Well, that was actually, uh, what's his name? Um plans to go right away. Hold on, I have it written there. Uh, Maurice Lamarche, who played Egon in Everyone The Real Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters
3: beaten, really? It was, no it was it was printed
1: be. on a flexi-disc, which is a
3: ever, flimsy piece of
1: plastic. Uh, Dr. yes. They put the grooves on. Uh, 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 so, do you remember that McDonald's song that came in the new Sunday newspapers, the Big Mac song?
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: came on a flexi-disc. Uh, and I, that, I already talked about that, but that was another one I played like hell on the record player. So this was like, my, I got this out of Ghostbusters cereal, and you didn't, like the commercial show, you didn't pull it out of out of the box. It was like a square that was like attached to the front of the box, and you pulled it off. Uh, it wasn't like a record you pulled out of the, the box. It was a full-on goddamn square you were meant to cut out, but no one ever cut it out. You just played the fucking
3: square. huh is everybody ready to enter the sweepstakes? Mail a three x five card with your answers, yeah. your name, age, and address, including zip code, and your telephone number to the New Ghostbusters Movie Mystery Sweepstakes. Yeah, they the didn't call it Ghostbusters too. They just call it the New Hills, Ghostbusters.
2: We should all, we should all write
3: letters. There and the more you enter, still... the more chances you have to win. Only one entry per envelope, please. See on...
1: So, here I'll play that.
3: Of new Ghostbusters, Cookie Crisp, and dinosaurs That's brand over. cereals. There are two versions of the record, so collect them both.
1: Di- See you the-, the movies, kids. Cookie Crisp, before it was General Mills, was Ralston. And Dinosaurs was a dinosaur and diners-themed cereal. And obviously, Ghostbusters. They had they had the Ghostbusters 2 logo on it at this point. But then here's the promo that 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 sells it. It's
4: 30 seconds. There's a cereal in the neighborhood. Ghostbusters! Oh, New Slimer Ghosts flavor it ghostbusters with milk and juice and toast A complete breakfast with the ghost if you liked ghostbusters the movie you'll love the real thing you can win a trip to the real ghostbusters headquarters bring a friend and meet a real ghostbuster ghostbusters!
3: look for the record in specially marked boxes of ghostbusters cookie crisp and diner sores
1: so he pulls out like a round record in the spot, but it was like a square that was attached to the box. I remember vividly. Um, of course, this was five years since the original Ghostbusters, but I didn't know Squeezer about the original Ghostbusters. I I first got in in 1986 with the cartoon, so mm-hmm. it was like th- like two three years for me. You know, it might have been even 87, and my um, because I would I was only have b- been like four or five at that point. So it was probably like 80s. I
2: mean, that's prime Ghostbustering.
1: Right. And I remember being at my grandmother's house and my my aunt Anita was like, remember, have you seen the movie? And I'm like, there's a movie. And I turned to my mom. She's like, well, run it. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's been five years since the movie, and, of course, there's so much stuff between the serials huge, the cartoons, the toys, the real Ghostbusters. They're like, oh, we got to do another movie because this is going to make a... This is fucking crazy. So, they uh, put this uh, record, this flexi-disc on, as uh, a new Ghostbusters serial movie mystery uh, sweepstakes. And... um, I filled out the card with my mom's help and played Squeezer. I entered the contest.
2: Ooh, even paying for postage?
1: Well, my mom did, but... Wow. Uh, you, you had the chance of winning. You had to answer the questions from the record in the box, and you could meet a real Ghostbuster, uh, win a trip to Hollywood to visit the set, new Ghostb- uh, of the new Ghostbusters movie, and you could win a real Ghostbusters gear. Uh, the more you enter, the more chances you had to win. Of course, squeezer, no purchase necessary. And um
2: How how's that work exactly?
1: I don't know how no postage ne- no, no purchase necessary works. Like I guess you could because, write and get them to send you a record on your own. I don't know. Uh,
2: Cause aren't you supposed to have a proof of purchase?
1: No, no, no. You just had to answer the album's three questions.
2: Okay. So
1: you wrote it down on an index card and you mail it in. One entry is allowed per envelope, but you're allowed to enter as many times as you'd like.
2: I wonder what Ghostbuster you got to meet.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So there was two different discs, Squeezer, the flexi discs. They were both plastic squares that you were supposed to cut down to circular size, but I just played it as the square, like I said. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: one text was in white and one was gold. But I think they had two sets of questions per each, per each disc. Uh, there was a narrator who started out and hosts the album. Uh, and the other, of course, was Maurice Lamar, the so voice of Egon. Uh, he also played Brain from Pinky and the Brain.
2: Oh, yeah. And he really didn't even... Pinky sounds a lot like Egon. Yeah. Uh, so the White Label album questions
1: were, Name the woman who works at the art museum who's Peter Vaikman's girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, art museum? What the fuck?
0: There was Dan and, oh, Dan and Barrett. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: we didn't see the movie yet. On what holiday does the big bus happen at the end of the movie? So I obviously didn't see the movie yet when I got this, but it, we, I, we, I think we said New Year's. We got it right.
2: Did you just go on the internet and look it up?
1: Yes. And what U.S. monument do the Ghostbusters work from to save the city? Um, I'm thinking The Lincoln Memorial (laughs) (laughs) Gold label album questions In what city does the new Ghostbusters movie take place? What lurks beneath the city And is the Ghostbusters biggest bus? And what must people do To ward off this evil?
2: So, well, that, that's like some critical thinking like you got to write like a that's a compliment, complicated question like what must they do well what mustn't they do you know well it all raises some interesting question squeezer if this
1: contest was run and I read I got the the, the list of the questions and
2: everything from Retrois and they posed the question wait 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 hang on let me do some critical thinking here If you won, you got to visit the set, right? Right. but An active set where they're filming the movie? A movie that's already made and out. (laughs) Oh, okay. Got you. I was... All right. right. You get that. that? All right. I get that. I wasn't sure if on release date, like, either way, either the movie is still being filmed and it's impossible to answer these questions or the movie's wrapped and the set is being demolished. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they just saved the sets on the back lot on
1: Sony's back lot or, you know, or what, but like, what the fuck? Or maybe they thought they were going to make a third movie right away, but the movie was clearly had to have been made for these questions to even be posed or they had Mm -hmm. major spoilers. And how the hell would you know the answer to it? Yeah. So if anyone knows anyone who won this contest, reach out to me. I want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had this flex. This was one, one of my records, and I played it all the time, and it warped and wore out pretty quickly, if you would believe that, Squeezer. Oh, I yeah. Uh, my other favorite one was the McDonald's one I got in the newspaper thing. Hmm. All right. Uh, Squeezer, your first uh, pick. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Firemen You'll see them challenge in the Yeah. Danger on
1: the Danger on the eyes.
0: Mighty Ducks
2: of America.
0: America.
2: If ا- I feel like if there was in the future a what band is, a, band is this? It, Warren? This is um no no uh John Bisaha Bis Bisaha Bisha guy named John um who is currently in um a member of The Babies. They're a 70s, 80s, uh, British rock band. Uh, he's performed with various artists such as, uh, Super Tramp and, uh, Styx and Ario Speedwagon. Oh, so our friend Donnie probably knows him. What the Oh, hell? Donnie, I guarantee you Donnie knows this guy. Probably personally. Um, yeah, we're on the boat together. Um... He probably even helps him load in uh, for shows when Donnie feels like working a gig. Um, uh, that was uh, uh, "Rock the Pond," uh, performed by John Bissaha. Uh, if I like to think, <clears throat> there are always words like "Oh, computers are we gonna gonna replace music one day?" Well, this is what you would get. Like if you're like, "Oh, we need a song," and you type in like. Like, what's the name of your movie? Uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks. What's it about? Uh, a bunch of kids playing ice hockey, and they represent their country in the Olympics. What country? America. And it goes, boop, 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 boop. And it's got little arms that are made out of washi- uh, dryer hose that wiggle around, and this is the song that it pops out. I just like to think that's how it was made. Oh, okay. Yeah or how it would be made. Uh this uh this album is um one review said that uh while it is fitting for the film on its own it doesn't quite stand up. It's a little off. Um so you got 10 magnificent tracks on here. Uh we got uh, we will rock you performed by Queen. Um you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, originally made by Bachman-Turner Overdrive, but performed by The Poor Boys, a uh, L.A.-based uh, glam rock band in the early 90s. You know, just trying to do their thing. Uh, oh, shit. Where'd my track go? Uh, rock and Roll Part 2 by uh, <clears throat> Gary Glitter. Uh, Mr. Big Stuff by... Martha Wash, which is a very it's a strange song to be on there with all these others, but it was ca- it's a catchy song. Uh uh The Mighty Duck Suite is on there, so they throw a little scourge uh. on. Um whoomp, there it is, with some tag team. Uh, okay. yeah, I love that. Uh Wild Thing by the Trogues. Trogs. Uh Zamboni. By the Gear Daddies, if you went to a hockey game in the early to mid to even late 90s, and probably even now somewhere. uh, Yeah, it's a song about a guy that wants to drive a Zamboni. It got more popular. It was a hidden track on uh, one of their albums, just kind of like as a joke, and then probably the most popular song. Uh, We Are the Champions, again, Uh, Queen, because that's, you know, where the movie ends. You know and they're playing that, and then uh, there uh, the cre- your credit song, uh, "Rock the Pond," um, thirty-two minutes of uh, what I would call a Jock Jam's greatest hits, plus a couple songs that wouldn't really be there, but still, it's. I mean, really, all you need is the Queen, and you got Rock and Roll Part Two on there. Who doesn't want to just you know. I remember uh, putting this on I had my, uh, my cassette player down in the bathroom In the basement That's where I would shower And I would rock out to the D2 Mighty Ducks Soundtrack While cleansing myself While cleansing yourself While cleansing myself Yeah Rocky you ain't seen nothing yet And I'm singing that And Nope no one had Nope So I was hoping you would save me. I was kind of rambling and just kind of let me hang myself. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, what am I supposed to save you with? Anything. Should I just put Izzy up on the mic? Just cut me
2: off. It's like, uh, you can just cut me off. Like, that's great, Squeezer. Here's my next pick.
1: Ah, well, sometimes I got to just let you go, Squeeze. Oh. I want to give a shout out to everybody to, to do me a favor. Our favorite Malmachian alien, Alf, is on Twitter. Alf for real. And he only has ten point two thousand followers.
2: I don't have. I'm not really on Twitter, so
1: can you, I want. I want to wake up tomorrow and Alf have because of all the Rad Years listener ten point three thousand followers. <laughs> really put a dent in that, okay? <laughs> you do that for me, everybody? <laughs> Follow Alf on Twitter. He's funny. I wanted to make that point, but
2: uh. thanks. You could you could have done it like a minute earlier before. I- all right, on the mind. Starting to suck. That. Oh, thanks.
3: We need a chick. Yeah, yeah. We need a chick who's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we need a chick that's got tattoos on her butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need one of those chicks. Yeah. <clears throat> we need a chick that used to be married to some dork, and so now like she's all wild and stuff. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: <laughs> this sucks Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it needs to be louder. Loud! Loud! Is um, this like
3: wuss music? Does this sounds like Warren. Yes, yes, well, I don't
1: know is there anything better than Beavis and Butthead mean, and Cher? But no head, got you.
0: I can't <laughs> believe Cher
1: <laughs> did this
2: <There> <laughs> you,
0: babe. I got you
2: babe. Somewhere on a Satellite being beamed out past Pluto right now
1: And Butthead, I got you In
4: the I got you. You were my ring. I
0: love
1: you. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I this was the greatest thing in the world to me and back in nineteen ninety-three squeezer. Uh, I got this tape pulling the twelve tapes for a penny shtick from uh <laughs> oh, really from uh, not Columbia House. What was the other one? Oh, uh... It wasn't Columbia. Maxwell House. No, no, it wasn't. It was no house. It was Columbia House and. BMG Music. BMG. Okay. I got this from BMG. I was part of the BMG Music Club. Uh, 12 cassettes for a penny. And then you had to buy one. So, um, we actually. I actually bought the, the tapes afterwards that I got the tapes and my mom paid for them, but she was not happy that I did it. (laughs) I don't even know how that whole shtick works, Squeezer.
2: Uh, I, I think people sign up for it and then forget to cancel it.
1: Yeah, but, like,
2: how do they give you eight for the penny? Um... Oh, it's like when uh, Henry and Tommy uh, are selling cigarettes out of the back of the truck. <laughs> what? How, how many do you need? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point they were making $1.5 billion a year. Okay, that that's not just cancellation. I guess people really did it. I don't know. We didn't do subscription things in our house. My parents always felt like it was like a ripoff. Oh,
1: yeah, mine did too. They didn't know I did this. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I licked the stamps, I put it on the thing I used to collect those stamps all the time Like those were so cool <laughs> getting the stamps Oh yeah,
2: I just had books of them Yeah
1: uh, So I licked the stamps of the discs I want and one of them was Beavis Embedded Experience And this album was so fucking cool And I didn't know half the music on there I didn't know who White Zombie was at the time I knew Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of But like I didn't know fucking
2: Primus Squeezer <laughs> No, no, especially not that age. No.
1: Uh, get out of here. Hold on, let me get the full. And it's one of the best selling comedy albums of all time. Squeezer. Take that for what it's worth. I hate myself and want to mm-hmm. die my diva, which is a good song. Uh, looking down the barrel of a gun, a Beastie Boys song by Anthrax. Come to Butthead, which is Beavis and Butthead. 99 Ways to Die by Megadeth, Bounce by Run DMC, uh, Deuces Are Wild by House Smith, which is another good song, I Am Hell by White Zombie, Poetry and Prose by Primus, which was my favorite song on the album, actually. Monster Mac by Sir Mix-a-Lot, Search and Destroy by Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Stooges song, Mental Masturbation by Jackal, and I Got You, Babe by Cher and Beavis and Butthead. And then there was, remember the hidden track on CDs and tapes? Uh, Yeah. So like an album would end and it wasn't on like the liner notes or anything, and then the last song would keep going and like after like a pause it would play another song, which was a hidden track. And that was pre internet, so you had to hear from word of mouth, hey, there's a hidden track on here. And it was a remix of Come to Butthead by the rapper Positive K. Hmm. Holy shit, it's pouring again, squeeze.
0: Oh.
2: Should go make another hot dog.
1: Yeah. Why not two?
2: Ah, uh, 'cause I'm all out.
1: Oh. Hate when you're all on hot dogs. I know. Oh. Uh, the liner notes were an- another great part of this. It had Beavis and Butthead Jonas, hippies, old women, Hasidic Jews, Captain Picard, and Commander Riker, whoever that is. Um it- there was like great stuff to all of this, and there wasn't much like Beavis and Butthead stuff out there, but this was uh, classic stuff. I love Beavis and Butthead experience, Squeezer. On to your Second.
2: These are those plastic
4: <laughs>
1: discs, right? Yeah, like the
2: hard, like basically yeah. frisbees. Yeah. Um, this is uh, "Twinkle, Twinkle, uh, Little Star." There's also A B C
1: D E F G H I J K L M N O P, W X Y
2: mean, I guess it could be. You know what? That's the hidden track on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that is a, a "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" uh, performed by the Sesame Street Music Box, uh, or the Fisher Price Music Box, if your parents and buy you the licensed product. Uh, the, the difference being uh, color scheme. So the traditional Fisher Price one is a uh, is red with a little like uh, floral pattern on it kind of looking like your uh, grandparents' wallpaper. And the Sesame Street version is green, and it has Big Bird on it. It's a big difference, and it costs more because it's, you know, licensed goodness. Oh.
1: Uh, go on. I just found yeah. out how they made their money, on all – the Columbia House and BMG. I never knew this, but go on. You continue. Oh. Yeah, be-
2: uh, I, should say, I just – quick searched it so I can watch YouTube videos about it later, but you could learn me up on it. This isn't going to take long because yeah. there's only – uh, yeah, these are some the first records I ever had. Uh, was, a we taught. Yeah, we had probably. I thought they
1: were, no, they were Sesame Street. Yeah, everything was, there wasn't much Disney. There was Disney, but there was a lot of Sesame Street back then.
2: Yeah, Disney didn't license as much back then. They weren't as, uh. Sesame Street was everywhere when we were It kids. was, it that was everywhere. it. It was everything. Uh, yeah, Sesame, Sesame Street, Street ruined kids. Everywhere. Um, no, Dave, but yeah, it, the, <laughs> r- wait, really?
1: Don't you remember Dave Donio saying Sesame Street? Uh, no I kids. probably
2: tuned it out at that. I'm like, seriously.
1: I love Dave, Dave. I hope you're doing, I Dave, do if you're Dave. listening, I hope you're doing better. He's going through some, some shit right now, squeeze.
2: Oh, I still wrong about the Sesame Street thing.
1: Well, I love Dave, but he wasn't right about a lot of things. So I used to tell him <laughs> that. Uh, sweetheart of a man, though. Did um, did camera at WrestleMania three handheld uh, outside the the ring, legendary with with an eye patch on.
2: <laughs> Wait, really? Right, I thought that's how you he ran. Was, uh, yeah. was he, I yeah. he? I don't know. Just learn how to run it open, Dave. Come on. Okay. Uh, so one of these things. Uh, uh, uh so use your track listing. Uh, okay. this is across. Uh, Five CDs, uh, double-sided. You had one song per each side. I'm sorry, a record. One side of each. Um, And you had one of these things, classic Sesame Street song. Uh, C is for Cookie. That's good enough Uh, for
4: me.
2: The tragic, tragic, heart-wrenching song, uh, Oh, Where Has My Little Dog Gone.
1: Oh, I thought you were... Uh,
2: London Bridge, It is gonna, a song about urban decay.
1: You were going to talk about the song that they make, the blue bird of happiness,
2: that they make Big Bird sing after they paint her blue. Oh, uh, God. The uh, movie's gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever felt feelings. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was harsh. I, my little, uh, I don't know, what, what year did fall that bird come out? It was 84. Five. I think eighty-seven. Eighty. Oh. We have it really? here. Eighty-five. You're right. Oh, look at that. Yeah, my little two, three-year-old brain was not ready to handle that kind of uh, that heavy kind of subject matter. Mm, I know. It was. It was heavy. Still. Yeah. Still kind of. <laughs> I. I take. just.
1: We talked about it. I think a year ago or so. Uh, yeah. And I rewatched it. And yeah. It is. It's. It's. Uh, it's tough.
2: It's dark, like it's. It, it, There's like and just like the visuals of him and sad and depressed. The, like, well, hurts that that try to take him away from
1: Sesame. That fucking bird bitch. who tries to take him away from his home. It's. Oh, I hated her. I hate
2: her so much. Uh oh, uh, Edelweiss. Ah, classic yes. polka. Yeah. Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Right? Yeah. Well, I've never actually. I always sang it the dirty version. <laughs> What's would like, anal instead of anal? Yeah, and it's anal vice. Because you. It's like a, you know. Mm. How do you put yeah. Your,
1: your. Yeah, how do you put an anal I, vice on?
2: I, I don't know what it is. It just sounds funny. It's mm, okay. Dirty. I'll give you that. Um. Uh, Hickory Dickory Dock Uh oh. Twinkle uh you like you heard, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. That's probably the, the biggest hit off of uh their album. Uh oh Claire De Lune. Uh Humpty Dumpty. And then uh finally finishing up with Jack and Jill. You really milked that track listing for very simple songs. Thanks. You,
1: you got about four minutes out of that. Thank you.
2: Yep. (laughs) I spent about 20 minutes trying to come up with some kind of shtick. So anyway, Uh, yeah, but we all had these and they were absolutely fantastic and fun. And now you can fill the rest of my time with uh, some pertinent information. So you got six of those just by buying that
1: record player. You could get, this is, this is how (laughs) that uh, you got fucking 11 tapes for or 11 records, 11 CDs for a penny. So what, uh, BMG and Columbia House did was they would license the actual master tapes and the production files for the physical media from the major music companies. Then they would manufacture super shitty cheap versions of the albums themselves that cost them about $1.50 or so each. Like inferior pressings on vinyl and CD. Ah. Uh, you wouldn't get full a lot of times you wouldn't even get full lyrics. you would you wouldn't get like nice inserts. Or even little booklets. It was very bare bones. They pressed all their own albums, tapes, and and uh, CDs, so they're able to make five to six dollars on each unit they actually sold, even accounting for all the free albums they sent out. Wow. Yes.
2: One point five billion. And they were saying back then, like you had to charge like. Thirteen to fifteen dollars for a CD because he had to pay the engineers and all that stuff.
1: Why was Napster all,
2: was hurting him? It was all
1: bullshit. Was right. <laughs> well, this was well. fucking Napster before Napster. Yeah. They were just yeah, it, they were just it, paying the their share to the
2: hater, just greasing the pockets of the big shots smoking cigars. It was
1: all the only reason Napster, uh, I, like fuck Lars Urich, even though I love Metallica, saying you're hurting the bands. No. The record labels are hurting the bands. You're just taking off their fucking bottom line. Yeah. Uh, Most of the artists and writers didn't get paid anything off the free album, Squeezer. Hmm. So the records you'd get for a penny counted as free goods, and there are no royalties on free goods. Well, so I'm never getting a fucking strike from YouTube again, because this is a free fucking show. (laughs) You only pay royalties on purchase goods.
2: Ah. But what about the albums that you would then buy from them? Yes, they pay royalties on them. They were now, only paid... were those also the inferior or they sell you the actual album?
1: It was only three quarters of the... No, that was inferior. They were all inferior. Wow. It was only three quarters of the regular rate that they would have been paid had you bought it in the record store. Uh, And the sale of the records did count in the calculation of the gold and platinum and chart positions. So all those one penny records
2: you got. Wait, so I I can go I can go platinum, but actually never make a penny off of it. if Every one of them is sold and a lot uh, that happened
1: a lot. Squeezer. Wow.
2: Huh. I had no idea. I, I it, It's so simple. It makes sense. Yeah, you make money because, you know, just cut your bottom line. I, I thought it was like some more nefarious. Well, I guess it is pretty nefarious. Yeah. Now, uh, Dave Grohl
1: said plenty of times, like, give, t- steal my music. I'll give it away for free. You make your money from fucking touring.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Like music is free anyway on the radio, you know. You you make your money from fucking touring, and Mm -hmm. like the bands who tour and put on a good show, they make money, and have merch. Merch, man, you make a band gets more money off a fucking band merch like a t shirt than it does off five thousand streams off Spotify or, uh, or, or like Apple Music.
2: Yeah, because a lot they they get more of the pie.
1: Exactly. That's why if you like a band, buy their fucking merch, buy a ticket to their show. You know, and listen to their music on Spotify and you know, fucking record labels. All right, uh here is my <laughs> third pick. <laughs> Uh, Mouser size. I think every kid had this album. Like, you could go find this album on eBay right now for, I, I bet, two dollars. Hold on. <laughs> two dollars or less. eBay. Mouser size record. Uh, okay, $9.95, $6, $12, dollars 349 dollars $4. Five dollars. I bet I could find it for two if I keep looking. Some idiot's selling it for thirty four (laughs) ninety nine. But it's sealed.
2: Oh, hang on, I gotta reprice one of my listings real quick. Uh nine
1: twenty-one. So it's just four dollars. I was I can't find any two dollar ones, but I found a four dollar one. But I bet if you went to like um squeezer, I bet if you went to uh double Decker, you could find this mm-hmm. in the 50 cent room.
2: In the, in the back room, the 50 yeah, the 50 cent room.
1: Side. Yeah, I guarantee room. you yeah. you could find that in there. Cuz everyone had this record. Here's one for 6. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, re- I remember the artwork. So it was also a show on one of the first shows ever on Disney Channel and it used to be played like early in the morning I remember we'd wake up and put Disney Channel on and mouse size was on and had this like crackhead woman on it who was like way thin <laughs> but where these like like these little you know um, what like jazzer size costumes you know what I mean yeah her name was uh Kelly Ellen Kelly. Plaster shirt, Kellyanne. I think I think it was Kellyanne, Kellen. Um, and it, it it stirred up weird feelings in me. I'm not gonna lie, uh, because <laughs> she was basically wearing nothing and like just like high kicking all over the fucking stage with us, like Mickey in a fucking tracksuit next to her. And a lot of these shows had all the characters from like Disneyland and Disney World on it, you know, because they want you to want to go to Disneyland and Disney World and see these fucking characters. It also had uh Steve Stark on it, uh and he'd do segments about health and safety. He'd always talk about like stretching and uh and shit and then he'd join the kids while they're exercising. Um but the record was released in eighty two off Disneyland Records. But uh yeah, old Kellyanne the Placer shirt. You could look look up YouTube and see some of the uh I think some of the, there's at least one full episode on there. And it's funny, like I was watching the episode and like, like she's wearing like a little, like, not a bikini, but like a bathing suit with like Mm -hmm. the leggings underneath it. And a lot of the times as she was turning and like bending over and about to like flash her ass to this camera, they'd cut, they would cut to like a cartoon segment and then cut back and she, you know, she's facing the camera again. So anything that probably looked risque with her doing her dance, like, all they, right, drop a, drop a, uh, a Disney clip in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, have I've, you know, being, editing garbage for a lot of my life, I've learned how to do this. <laughs> um, yeah, size, man. Those uh, we had that album, and my, my sister wanted to listen to it all the fucking time, and she, would like, try to size why well, I wanted to just fucking, I was in the middle of a WrestleMania, with fucking Hulk Hogan and I had my razors gold on
2: and get out of my ring. <laughs> oh, I remember they had this. Uh... What? It was like an it in- was it the back or the the insert. It had like the pictures of Mickey showing yeah, doing you how the to dance do the exercises. Moves. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like you would see like an exercise like workout chart. It was Mickey. Yeah, was drawn in with
2: it, Mickey. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Everyone had
1: it. My grandparents
2: <laughs> yeah. had it. We had
1: it. My neighbor Katie had it, everyone had it. But that
2: is master size. Oh, I remember watching all those Disney Channel fucking character costume mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that was the bulk of their programming. Mhm. Let's say I put Mickey in a costume and throw him on camera. It's cheaper than animating. Yep. Uh, you probably didn't even have to pay the actor. They, they, you got to be Mickey. Oh no, no, you got to be Mickey for today. They just took one of the kids, poor kids from the park, and shoved them in the studio under under those hot, hot lights at that time. Oh yeah, lights are so. Oh, all right, goddamn
1: pal, need you to put on this Mickey uniform. You're gonna go out there
4: and dance under the hot lights.
1: Pronouns, pal. Minnie mouse. It's a her. Ha <laughs> ha All right, squeeze your next pick.
0: Ah. Uh.
2: It's like watching a sports bloopers video. <laughs> when uh, when you lose creative control over your products, what is um, this? What's that? What? What are you talking about? Uh, so the music video for this, uh, the, the, the song, it's about a, a guy who is like a busker, you know. Right playing, making a living playing in the subways. And in the UK, the video is them playing, and it's intercut with this guy basically, you know, playing these songs and people just kind of ignoring him. In the US, they're like, hey, this is a fun, upbeat song, and it's a montage of sports bloopers. No, It's actually a great video. I mean, if you just like sports bloopers. As a song, no, it's... Great song. The whole album is perfect. Brothers in Arms, Dire Straits. I talked about this even not that long ago because I was talking about The West Wing. Song Brothers in Arms was there, and I have a. Uh, I still got the album right here, uh, and it was my dad's, and now I got it, and it was. Your dad was a Dire Straits. Oh, he loved Mark Knopfler. Hmm. Huge Mark Knopfler fan. Even all the solo stuff too. Um. But uh, Walk of Life. He would put that on, and uh, you'd see a little, adorable uh, two-year-old Squeezer dancing there, and I would request it. I, w- I would put on a request for this, and he'd have to play it for me. And I'm like, oh, I want the blue, I want the, the blue record. Because, you know, it's a blue album. Uh, and yeah, I would put that on. A little, little Squeezer dancing around. The blue album um, is Weezer. What's that? The blue
1: album is Weezer.
2: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but... Then there was still another uh, fifth. Uh, when did the blue album come out, blue album came out in 95, 90, no, 95? 95 or ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Well, at least ten years. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the album fucking perfection. Uh, I mean, ninety four. Jesus Christ. Wait, really? Yeah. May tenth, nineteen ninety four. Oof! Wow. Damn, I feel old.
1: Weezer formed in L.A. in nineteen ninety two. They're still putting out awesome music.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see. It won a uh, ooh. It was nominated for album of the year. It won best engineered album, non classical. I don't know what that means. As opposed to a non-engineered album. Aren't all albums engineered? Yes. Okay, whatever. <sighs> and they make up awards for everything. And then they take them away. You know, all the interesting ones people want to see. Because no one really cares about best supporting actors. Shut up. Um. But yeah, you got uh, So Far Away. It starts off. Then Money for Nothing, which was a monster hit. And of course... you yeah, m t v helped there and then walk of life uh and then actually like the back side on uh on uh on the b side you uh right across the river man's too strong one word and brothers in arms it's awesome i actually even though like all the big hits for the most part are on on side one b side's pretty awesome it's a little more mellow which is where i'm i'm going here now in my life Mellow Squeezer. Mellow Squeezer. Not as angry as I used to be. I like that. Yeah. Uh, hang on, what the hell's an engineered album? The award is presented alongside the Grammy Award for Best Engineered Album Classical. That doesn't help. Best Engineered... You reflect- gonna- the award is presented to the audio engineers on the winning work, not the artist or performer. Ah, so they give it to the guys that, you know, made the album.
1: Well, I deserve it.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Best engineering contribution. So, they didn't win it. The engineer won it. The engineer won it. So, I'm sure they're like, hey, good job, you. I wrote those fucking songs. I should have got the Grammy every year!
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's our engineer.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, anything more on Dire Straits?
2: Uh, it was the latest. Uh, Dave Bennett won, and a bunch of other people for that Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga album. Ah, uh, okay. Anything else? Beck won like three times in the last like seven years. Well, he's a good engineer. Uh, he didn't win it. His engineer won. His engineers won. Well, yeah. You know, Beck's got good stuff. We gotta... He's got good engineers. They must have a cow rack. Uh, Flaming Lips actually won it because they engineered their own album. Good oh. for them. They must have a cow rack. I bet they have a cow rack, yes. Let me look. Uh, at, oh, oh, that and that was for At War with the Mystics. Uh, we shouldn't even waste our job?
1: time. No one, no one knows what the fuck we're talking about. Because, I mean, no one in audio knows what the fuck a car rack is either.
2: <laughs> no, it's a big... Well, okay, it's got a screen and it's shiny. Oh, it's chrome. That's great. It's also $300,000. You might be asking, what do you need a $300,000 audio 000 audio board for?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're all we and we're
2: all asking that
1: the idiot who we talked about earlier got fired. Bought one.
2: Yes, yes.
1: I tried to return it. They're like, -uh." it's like (laughs) driving a car off a lot. It loses half its value as soon as you take it out of the box. Uh. So we're gonna get sued by Michael Jackson's estate and cow wreck this week and cow wreck. Uh, well, you guys, that point.
2: if they if they sue us for three hundred thousand dollars, we can pay them in an audio board. That yeah. we
1: don't need. maybe Alf will sue me for not getting to ten point three thousand followers when I wake up and he still has ten point two thousand followers. I was hey, yo, I was counting on you. <laughs> Can't do it, Alf. All right, um, <laughs> ready to keep going? Uh, yeah. All right, here is my fourth pick. We're, we're winding down. I'm on four. Squeezer, let me take you back to 1995. Okay. A beautiful era. Let me check my weird book to make sure I'm in the right timeline. Alright, so... Yes. I was in 7th grade. It was April of 1995, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at a Saint, I was kicked out of Catholic school just a few months earlier. Uh, I was a big Dennis. I was loved the NBA, and I was a Bulls fan, and I was a big Dennis Rodman fan. He was still in the Spurs, and he did the commercial with David Robinson eating Pizza Hut's new stuffed crust pizza,
2: Squeeze mm. it.
1: And it, I all I wanted was Pizza Hut's stuffed crust pizza. So I remember it was like raining earlier in the day, and I was outside playing basketball in the driveway. And when it, you know the, it's wet outside, your hands get like covered in filth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. and the pizza came and I went inside washed my hands and I started eating it, and it was like delicious because it's got mozzarella cheese in the crust first time ever stuff <laughs> pizza. Then all of a sudden I started feeling really dizzy squeezer like mm. I was sitting at our kitchen table we had a ta- like a, our kitchen was very small we had a table in there and underneath it was the, the phone uh, upstairs phone yes there's upstairs phone. there's a mm-hmm. downstairs phone and an upstairs phone uh, and I was underneath the upstairs phone. And my parents were in the dining room that was just, like, in the room next to the kitchen. There was, like, a small half-wall divider. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel really dizzy. And the next thing I knew, I, 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 like, was down on the ground. I don't remember anything after that. Apparently, I had a seizure squeezer. Oh, no. Yeah. uh, I was... Let me look up how old I was in my book here. I was 12 years old. And uh, going on 13... And from what I learned 10 years later from a uh, neurologist, I suffered from migraine squeezer as a kid growing up. And when I hit puberty, I went from the shortest kid in my class to six foot tall and wearing size 13 shoes. Like I grew like a fucking monster. And Mm -hmm. my puberty hit me so hard, my migraines would trigger seizures. My, My brain was a short circuit. And I only had maybe six my whole life, and I grew out of them after 21. But, um, yeah, I had a seizure. And so I stopped breathing. This was the worst one I ever had. I stopped breathing. And there was an ENT who was friends with my dad down the street. He came down and resuscitated me. My dad was, like, having a panic attack. Casey, our dog, was, like, jumping everywhere. Uh, my mom was freaking out. They had an ambulance come, loaded me in the ambulance, took me to the hospital on 17th Street by the fairground squeezer. And they kept me admitted, because they didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me.
2: That's where I was born.
1: Yeah, that's where I was born. I think everyone was born, yeah. Yeah. It was like the only hospital in town. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm in there, and I'm 12, but I'm cuddling with this little uh, polar bear stuffy I got from a McDonald's Happy Meal. Mm. Eh, you know, you're 12 and 13. You try to act old, but you, you know. Yeah, but- you still want to cuddle with your stuffies. And yeah. I had this little this little polar bear stuffy, and I actually have it in, uh, a one in the bag still in my office because I remember I was in the hospital. I was so like scared. I was in the hospital, and I, the only thing I had was a little tiny, like three inch polar bear stuffy, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they brought me a Happy Meal in the in the hospital. Chicken um. nugs, obviously. And my mom at that point was thought like I was dying. She didn't know. So she was like offering to buy me a game gear. <laughs> Um, She was, uh, she was offering anything. And my dad went out to Clover and bought me and my brother. Uh, I, don't, I don't, I'm sure they bought Lisa something else, but he bought me and my brother, our first ever Sony portable disc man, CD players. And at that point Ooh. we didn't have a CD player in the house. And I don't know which two CDs he got, Chris, but he bought me The Best of Billy Joel and Aerosmith Classics Live Volume 2 because he knew I loved Aerosmith. And it was the first CD I ever owned was Aerosmith Classics Live Volume 2. And I played the hell out of that album. And uh, I-, I knew Aerosmith for their 90s resurgence work for Get a Grip and um, great their Greatest Hits album. I did mm-hmm. not know them for their earlier stuff. And this album introduced me to their earlier stuff. And I loved it. I was a big fan of Aerosmith's Squeezer. Um, I uh, got sick in the hospital and was out with the flu at home. Uh, So there was a lot. I remember renting Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball for Super Nintendo. I eventually was able to take money I had saved that they were going to make me pay for college with. And go to Lanco to buy myself a game gear. I got my my game gear then too. At the Lanco in Dohertyville. Uh but yeah, they really were like like, you know, they didn't have a lot of money, but they were offering me anything. <laughs> that I was gonna die. Uh yeah, I'm still here.
2: Yeah. Oh, I wasn't works. allowed to ever eat stuffed
1: crust pizza again though. <laughs> Fuck, that was that was like banned from our house. I, I didn't eat it again until, like twenty years later. <laughs> But yeah, that's how. It's
2: we... like me looking at crab legs.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, sorry, that was an intense story, everybody. But it's how no. we got to me getting my first guilt is what how you got presents from your your parents <laughs> after the age of like ten when you weren't cute anymore. You had to find something. Yeah, so you either saved your money and by doing chores around the house, or you almost die and they felt guilty and they buy you things.
2: Uh, some things are easier than others. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Alright, like like listening to this album. Oh, I disagree.
1: Now I will agree with you, squeezer. This was Just like
2: walk away.
1: But the biggest hits in the planet
2: oh they were I monster. saw the sign and what is this don't turn around Uh, don't turn around yeah. and don't so uh, the first four first three of the four songs are all that she wants don't turn around and then there's young and proud and then the sign wow it's like yeah right off the bat which is great because if you have this on cassette you, you listen to like the first like uh, oh, twelve minutes, and then you rewind and listen to it again because you don't have to hear the whole thing. Um, that, that's what you—that's oh what you God. came for. You came for the hits. The you names know? are my favorite part. Jonas Joker,
1: Birgen, Jenny Birgen, Malin Lynn, Birgen, and Ulf <laughs> Buda Ekberg are the first. <laughs> are the first three all
2: related? Uh, yeah. Brother and sister? Brothers and sister. Yeah, I want to say, I think he's their brother. Yeah, siblings. I know their sisters. Jonas, Lynn, and Jenny. Yeah. And then with I know uh, Oof, uh, Lynn kinda, Bork, bork, bork. So uh, Lin uh, kind of, like, took a, like, her voice couldn't hold up from the, the touring and the, all the, the singing that goes with singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of phased her towards the back and, like, sang, like, Backup vocals and stuff To the point where they even Blurred her out on albums So awkward and Harsh Um But yeah Ace of Bass Uh The Sign Uh This was a monster album That came out in 93 Um And it did okay Uh Throughout the world Uh But The American audience Ate this shit up It went nine times platinum I uh, It was So close so close to going diamond um it was number one on uh u.s billboards uh number one on the uh canadian billboards oh that's a big one um yeah it's a big billboard uh so that was I, just, I just assume it's made with giant
1: logs now it's just Jonas spiergen and Alf
2: ekberg who sings yeah um, uh, I don't they probably just play <laughs> they probably just have a recording of their <laughs> sister <laughs> okay play it <laughs> like it's literally a tape recorder sitting on a stool and they, before he plays he hits play and they just play along with the recording for singing. I don't know yeah, I don't know what they do now. I haven't really followed uh ace bass uh post uh i don't know what was uh what was the cruel summer on
1: that was their album Cruel Summer, it looks like. Flowers and Cruel Summer. You followed them way longer. I had the song I had the first three songs you talked about and I never heard another song from them. Uh yeah,
2: Flower uh Flowers was cause what was that? Uh... Life
1: is a Flower. Oh they they uh covered Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Yeah, that I was love a big hit. Ha- Actually
2: I think it's a better version, not gonna lie. Mm, I love um, oh, and uh, Beautiful Life. That was that well that was off that was off the bridge.
1: Yeah, uh, right. It's
2: a beautiful life. Oh, oh, oh.
1: oh yeah. Oh, that was yeah. beautiful rendition, Squeezer. You sh- uh, it's they not should. Far off. Wait, hold on. Someone get uh, oh, Ulf get Eckberg Bjorgen, get and, and Jonas Bergerin on the phone and be like, Squeezer's your new uh, Jenny and Lynn Bergerin.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jonas Bergerin, Ulf and Squeezer, Squeezer Bergerin. Excuse-a. it we gotta. How do you? How do you? Uh, work, 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 uh, squeezer. Oh, squeezer! Oh,
1: <laughs> you gotta get that squeezer.
2: Squee, you gotta put the V in there. Squeezer.
1: Squeezer. squeezer. It's I a can't
2: squeezer. Work,
1: Squeezer.
2: Squeeze. I squeezer. Squeezer. Would you like a Swedish meatball? <laughs> bork, bork, bork. Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> Wait. We could go not... to IKEA. The now, now I'm offended. It's not the, gonna work. The new president. Oh, of, sorry. Did
1: you hear about the new president of Sweden, Squeezer? Uh, no. He's the former CD, CEO of IKEA. That makes sense. The problem is he's having trouble putting together his cabinet. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. That's the one I had in the in the in the chamber. Not for this. It's just I've read it on I'm dad dad waiting. jokes dad jokes on Instagram, and I was like, oh, this, this will work here.
2: <laughs> uh I want to join the band and just like like I fly over there and like, oh, can we go see the Lego factory? Oh yeah, we like, oh, can. No, that's, uh, that, that, that's that's Denmark. I'm like, isn't that where we are? <laughs> no, we are by the fjord. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's cold. Yeah.
1: Oh. There's like I guess ten foot tall, buxom, beautiful blondes throwing themselves at you.
2: Yeah, just a fat little squeezer. <laughs> just role playing Skyrim in the real world. <laughs> it,
1: it's <laughs> Skyrim or fucking uh, Avatar. They just, they like run around with you on their back like Luke and Yoda. <laughs>
2: Trying to connect my pigtails into them.
1: And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> going in their backpacks trying to eat their food. Oh, that's my food. <laughs>
2: and I would I would look, because, <laughs> you know, they're bigger too, so their backpacks are probably bigger. So I probably would just look like a little Yoda in there yeah, with a little feet fit, kicking. You'd fit. <laughs> <And> some, <laughs> some beautiful blonde Swedish girl swinging on vines with me in their backpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it too. I'm picturing yeah. it already. Uh, little little Lego Yoda's looking at me like, "What the hell are you talking about?" That's right. I oh, am. Yeah, his mouth moves. It's adorable. He can pose his ears. <laughs> All right, what are we he's talking even, about? He's even got the little uh, ball off of the off the little throttle. He's a cutie.
3: What are yes, we you are?
2: About? Sorry, I'm talking to my Lego Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I completely lost my mind. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> this was the first you, you know how it's like you, you would steal uh, an album from like your older brother or sister or whatever and that's how you kind of like got introduced to a band maybe. Nah, they did that to me. No, your 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 brother your, probably just listen to, like recordings yeah, of scanners. Squ- squelch off his gone set radio. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> he liked he but, liked the worst music. He was a huge Hootie and the Blowfish fan.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: like a real fan too. Yeah. Not
2: good. Oh, like a real fan. Not like, okay, I have the, I know the hits. So. Right. Yeah, no,
1: he was a, he loved Hootie and the Blowfish and my sister I loved the it. fucking Spice Girls. So I was on oh, my, was- I was on, and my, my dad didn't like music. Um and my mom liked Meatloaf and the Moody Blue, so I was on my own squeezer. Oh yeah. And she liked she liked yeah. she liked musicals. She had like the Evita soundtrack, Evita Perone with Madonna that she played on fucking goddamn Ugh. And fucking Disney yeah. soundtracks like Lion King uh, and, and the Little Mermaid and, and God damn. I, Squeeze her. I didn't steal a single album from my house. I was complete That's uh, why. Why do you think I listen to the Ghostbusters fucking serial album?
2: It's <laughs> better than whatever. Well, see, I, I lucked out because like my mom, well, my mom listened like all that, like, if she was in the radio, like in the car, she put the radio on, just like well, my mom would like put like top, top fucking top Delilah 40.
1: on. We didn't even get fucking Top Forty. We had Delilah, easy listening, uh-huh.
2: Rob well, yeah, Stewart,
1: and fucking Kenny Loggins when he wasn't cool anymore, and he sang about Pooh Corner. <laughs> Remember that?
2: Uh,
1: what? No. Ken, when Kenny Loggins stopped making cool music, and he sang "Return to Pooh Corner." Oh, this one of my mom's favorite songs it's, it's, it, and I thought Kenny Loggins was a goddamn pussy my whole life and then my dad's like no he sang the Kenny Shark song I'm like no he didn't and he's like oh he did and then I found out he sang the Top Gun song too on, Kenny Loggins return to Pooh Corner All right, well, listen to what a pussy Kenny Loggins is hey.
2: oh, I'm sorry are we breaking new ground here yeah
1: It's it's bad. He had a whole song of pussy songs, like, an album of pussy songs like
4: this. Yeah,
1: a we knew the poo song.
4: Oh, uh, I
2: can't take the guitar. Fucking, uh, the, I can't take the strings. It's like it's, like, it's going, cutting right through me. That's awful. Oh, sorry.
4: Ugh.
1: Can't listen anymore. He had a whole fucking album of pussy songs. And she also liked Eric Clapton when he went pussy and did a fucking uh, unplugged Layla. I th- uh, I, didn't, I didn't know everyone what
0: everyone
2: loved. Unplugged Layla, I hated it. I hated it,
1: and I didn't know that Layla was good until like years later. No, I didn't. Know, I thought can't. Layla was like Layla. Uh, I got see, you on my like, baby. I, I grew up with
2: it. I was named after that album.
1: No, Derek and the Dominoes, the real one. Yeah. The real
2: one. Yeah. yeah. The real. That box set. My dad would sit there with his orange Sony headphones on and just kind of space out and relive better times while yeah. I was running around the house like an asshole. Turns out Derek and the Dominoes
1: and Cream were fucking awesome. And then Eric Clapton, after his son, jumped out of a goddamn tears in heaven. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. That Would you know my name? But that was all Delilah Play and Squeezer. And that's all I knew of these people. I thought they were pussy rockers.
2: I oh, didn't don't real... forget Change the World. Oh. Oh, fucking uh, Michael Jepton. <laughs> Change
1: the world. Oh,
0: what
2: the fuck was that movie? I
1: don't know.
2: Was it Michael? What was that
1: one? Michael? Was it Michael? The no, uh, no, the 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 angel movie. What
2: the the? What what do
1: you, what's what was it with? Phenomenon.
2: Ma- yeah, na- I knew. Manana. Okay, I was thinking phenomenon.
1: of John Travolta. <laughs> Michael was the John Travolta Angel movie. It was pheno- ph- phenomenon. I saw Phenomenon in the theaters.
2: Ba, 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 da, ba. Yeah, I think I did too. I think I saw
1: it at the Roxy. I saw it at um, AMC or Dominate. Shankweilers.
2: It was either Roxy or to drive in. No,
1: nah, I-, I was close. I said Michael. I just was the wrong shitty. Uh, um, John Travolta John Travolta movie.
2: Coming of age. Taylor or whatever the hell you wouldn't call him dying every movie but being beautiful about it mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah he goes and does pulp fiction and then yeah. his comeback yeah. consists of a bunch of shit movies after yeah. shit movies
2: but can't yeah. you see yeah. i didn't and then, then he I'm, redeemed himself with face off
1: he did but squeezer i didn't know like anything about fucking rock and roll because mm. I went to Catholic school. And all I thought, got you. Kenny Loggins and Eric Clapton, I thought they were just fucking bullshit pussies. And then I heard their real music and I was like, what, what, whoa, whoa, what, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm all right. Ain't nobody worry about <laughs> me. That's fucking music. Not catch <laughs> me if you can. I've got to get back to the corner to milk my nipples. Like, God damn it. Yeah, even Rod Stewart was not Faces. Yeah, I know, and Rod Stewart's another one who played on Delilah, and then like yeah, but
2: but it's pussy stuff. like there's actually some good Rod Stewart songs.
1: Well, ooh, his best songs with the Faces "Ooh La La," and it's true. I wish I knew what I know now when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, no, see, I I was lucky. I grew up with a dad that had fucking. Thousand like so much fucking music in our house. uh we had none,
1: none squeezer. We just oh. had the crap my mom listened to from Delilah. It was like estrogen radio, and then my dad had fucking just wanted to listen to ham Radio. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: yeah, I like the no. Little River Band. <laughs> no, I
2: didn't. Like I get concert stories from him, and I don't think my dad ever
1: went to a concert
2: before. He's like, started. oh yeah, so we're walking out, and then the. Tour bus is there, so we're like, oh, let's go see who's on there. And we walk in, the old band's there, so we're hanging out, drinking with the band. I'm like,
1: See, your Christ. dad drank and smoked, though. He was cool. My dad, a lot. My dad didn't hey. do either of those things.
2: Yeah, well, you can go talk to him right now.
1: <laughs> I don't know who's in a better position. I kid, I kid. I love my dad. Oh, no.
2: As I drink my beer.
1: I threatened to put him in a a, a very mediocre medium home today. <laughs> Uh, like I'm not gonna put you in the worst home <laughs> ever, but it's not gonna
2: be the best.
4: <laughs> and I can't like, wait to do it. It's like
2: g- save your money and get one of those fifty-five and overs now before it's up to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, we kind of went weird there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. What? Anyway, uh, we Oh yeah, because I was saying. What were we even talking hey, about? St- you were talking stealing, about uh, albums.
1: Asa, um, yeah, stealing albums, and I, I, I went this to This a-
2: is actually my sister's, and I stole this from her because I actually liked it. Oh, I get it. It's good.
1: but Yeah, it's good. But then
2: you realize you didn't have to because you, then you just make a copy of my it.
1: My sister was the luckiest music person in the family because she got – she knows – like, she would impress guys in college by knowing the lyrics to every Sublime song because of me. Like, she knew good music because of me cuz she yeah. she listened to she was taking my albums and taking my music cuz i had good taste in music my brother my dad my mom unfortunately had zero taste in music <laughs> i'm sorry if i offended anyone by calling it pussy rock but man you, you know <laughs> how pissed off i
2: was when i realized this well, other hey, music hey eventually I'm- eventually that's going to be a serious channel Right, yeah. it's gonna be like between yacht rock and <laughs> yeah. pussy rock from
1: the from the programmers of yacht rock come pussy rock. Your favorite hard rocks turn from the devil to God, <laughs> stop <laughs> drinking and doing drugs, and uh, their genitals get sucked up into their <laughs> uh, abdomen. <laughs> the only music they can make is pussy rock. Serious channel four forty eight.
2: <laughs> you know we'd both be listening to it if we. <laughs> For the nostalgia's sake, yeah, for n- sure. For yeah, n- this reminds thing.
1: me of being a kid, Pussy Rock. Oh. God. Meanwhile,
2: we're driving around like Tommy Boy. This is why Superstar know, crying.
1: This is why we can't have sponsors on this show.
2: No, be like, hey guys, remember when you were supposed to talk about that thing you didn't? You just you said pussy a lot, and
1: you insulted every listener by calling the music they like Pussy Rock you insulted eric clapton and kenny Loggins just because they didn't make they they had a great career and decided to take a turn and do something more introspective and that wasn't good enough for you no you you want you
2: want a song about fighter jets and dancing gophers yes fuck, god damn it and squeezer you know me well enough to know that's still what i want I know. You were you bummed when at the end of Top Gun there wasn't a Gopher flying a fighter jet with Kenny Loggins on the wing? No, but they or, did. Or,
1: they did start with uh uh Danger Zone.
2: Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Good. good.
1: So good. And, and there's some apparently a Lady Gaga song in there somewhere, uh, but we left and before I could hear it, so. Not that I have anything against Lady Gaga, but lady gaga's super bowl halftime show is fucking amazing it's just yeah. come on you couldn't get kenny loggins to do something new and bad i guess he would have tried to do pooh corner <laughs> 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 they probably called him hey kenny we're doing a new top gun can you cut a new track oh i got a sequel to pooh corner that's gonna that's gonna be right up your alley well no
2: he he's working on the new movie right a new winnie the pooh movie now oh uh, man
1: that'd fit right in for that him. horror pooh movie and now now that it's 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 uh, public domain, he can make all the poo corner songs he wants.
2: Uh, all right, kind of hard not to. I I almost you said poo corner, and I know what you mean, but I almost just spit my beer out and giggled because you said poo corner. Back to poo corner. You can easily take it out of context, and then it gets dirty.
1: Uh, that's that's what I should start calling fucking Izzy's litter box. So this morning I went down to clean the litter boxes, and I get the we have four for three cats and i because you're supposed to um we probably should have five for three cats but we have four for three cats i have three toilets for four people is that a problem that is we have three toilets for two people mm. Mm. i guess
2: give my kid in a diaper <laughs> so i was cl- i cleaned
1: out the one litter box as soon as i was done izzy jumps in it and she starts like playing in the litter and like digging it up to like i guess help me And then takes the stinkiest, smelliest fucking shit. (laughs) Just because she knows I have to clean up three other litter boxes. And I'm like, and chances are just like, oh, I smell it up here. I'm like, yeah, imagine being down here. And she just looks up at me like, now clean it. (laughs) And I
2: did. Here's my next pick. And you're the alpha, right? Right.
0: Casey's
4: Biggest Hits! Three years ago this week, one of the biggest hits in the USA was Vision of Love by a superstar who, to make ends meet, once worked in a coffee shop in the morning and swept up in a beauty shop at night. This is a real-life Cinderella story, a modern-day tale of rags to riches. In her few spare moments, this young woman from New York worked on her songs and tried to scrape up enough money to record a demo tape. The rest of the time, she worked to pay her bills, serving toast and donuts at a midtown coffee shop during the day, and cleaning the floors and sinks in a beauty salon until long after midnight. To help save money, she even slept on a friend's floor. In the end, all that hard work paid off and led to a remarkable singing career, a career that included one of the biggest hits in the USA three years ago this week. Here's former waitress Mariah Carey and Vision of Love. From three years ago, Mariah Carey and Vision of Love. I'm Casey Kasem. Casey's biggest hit. Two years ago this week, one of the biggest hits in the USA
1: was right here. Oh man, he really fucking knocks her down a peg, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to spoil my lead, but I learned about Ace of Bass from Casey's Top Four. Every Sunday night I went to bed. I, had a, I, I remember how excited I was to get my own radio my own portable radio squeezer remember like when you had your own portable FM radio what a cool oh. deal it was yeah uh well I got my first uh radio clock radio for my bedroom and so I was able to go to bed my parents wouldn't let me watch TV on Sundays going to bed but they let me listen to the radio so I got to go to bed listen to Casey's top 40 and I fucking was obsessed with it like that's like I, I it was like my first foray. Into like popular music, and I learned Ace of Bass. And for some reason, like at the time, um, oh, what a night! That fucking Four Seasons song became popular again.
2: Oh, what a night!
1: I think I'm trying out out for Ace of Bass. Um, What's that song called? Oh, uh, December 1963. Let me see. In 1993, uh, re-release spent 27 weeks on the Hot 100, peaking at 14. So it was 1993. Why? They re-released it. Now is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember. And I liked it. It was on Casey's Top 40 all the time. And I had no idea. The, yeah. The song was fucking back from 1975. It was 20 years old at that point. Jeez yeah so uh I shit I thought I was listening to Casey's top 40 like later than that but I guess I was 93. so yeah 93 I was 11 I'd go to bed and I want to listen to Casey's top 40 uh, and that that was it was like the coolest thing everyone would talk about it the next day like that's like what the number one song was do you did you have similar? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember really talking about what Casey would know. They played it on B104, and it was Casey's top 40. And it was every Sunday night, it was Casey's top 40. I think there were some nights, like in the morning, it was top 20. But his top 40 was Sunday nights on B104. I, I remember recording it. Well, you said record it. My brother, in 1995, got a job at B104 and um AM, and he'd be overnight. And he'd get to take home that's like six or seven CDs that consisted of Casey's Top 40. And it, had, j- it just had like long tracks of the whole show. And you just put like one track was like the like, and then you just go to a, a local break in between CDs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he'd bring those home and then I'd go through them on my like five disc change yourself self system and try to like make mixtapes out of the songs on there. Uh, and uh, that was like that's what the CDs I took from my brother. He bring those home and be like, "Could I borrow these mix tapes?" He be like, "I want them back." I'm like, "Okay." Uh, they'd be in like this like cardboard envelope and uh, they'd be like, "It's it, they labeled on my Casey's Top Forty this one for this week." I guess that's how they,
2: with well, that's how they'd like syndicate back then. That uh, makes sense. I mean, it's it's probably easier sending it that way than. Yeah, well, he'd probably record it and then master it, and you'd probably
1: pay for the, you know, you you'd you're probably paying for the for the rights to air it way more than the CDs are worth. Oh yeah, and they'd send the, the CDs, and then you'd have it to play. But yeah, man, I can I can uh, fondly remember going to bed every Sunday to listen to Casey's Top Forty, and I, it makes me feel like an old fuck listening to a radio show.
2: But yeah. Oh, I remember. I yeah, I had. Uh, it was I, popular. My, yeah, but my cl- my clock radio, and I remember just. I would have to have that on, to go to bed at night. Yeah, and I would listen to yeah, I would listen to Casey. All right, but so. and whoever else was on, you know that. But I would. It know, it ran from
1: January. Ni- the t- Casey's Top Forty ran from January 1989 to March 98. So it made sense that this was, you know, part of mm-hmm. my. um in 1988, he was in the final year of America's Top 40 with syndicator ABC Watermark. They were unable to come to renewal, so on February 9th, ABC Watermark announced it began begin searching for a replacement, and they got Shadow Stevens, another, oh, I got a deep radio voice. Um, so Shadow Stevens took over America's Top 40, um, and then Casey Casey's Top 40 premiered on January 21st, 1989. Um and a lot of stations dropped America's top forty for Casey Kasem's new show. Uh, but some stations aired both countdowns. And he'd do the whole talk up like you just heard of Mariah Carey got her job working as a waitress serving toast and donuts, and during the day and at night we'd clean out sinks often past midnight. She'd save money by sleeping on the floor of her friend. That stupid fucking cunt waitress is now Mariah. Whoa! <laughs> but that's kind of like he's like taking oh. her down a notch. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, he'd do trivia, top forty concert calendars. So last week's top three was a feature. Uh, the jingles, droppers, biggest movers, and longest charting songs were always a thing. Requests and dedications were always a thing. Just like Delilah. Uh, the affiliation he'd always mentioned like the affiliations from all around the country, a great station downtown Pennsylvania, B104. Ah, fuck I fucked that did you ever hear Casey Kason fucking it up? The recordings, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Uh, other charts he'd read from other charts, Spe- special reports, usually at least once per episode. Kason would break down from the countdown to report an item of relevance, a snippet of music news or field a listener question. Trivia quiz, he would a multiple-choice trivia question that was before a break, and then he'd answer it after the commercial. Uh, The concert calendar and then the closing. Uh, The final segment of the countdown featured the top two songs in the survey, just as he did with America's Top 40. After playing the number one song of the week, Kasem would read the show's credits and sign off with his trademark, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. (laughs) you would usually add and keep your dial radio tune right where it is. Keep listening to Casey's Top Forty next week here on B One Four. My uh, Casey Kasem's not bad, is it?
2: No, so uh, I mean, if side by side, uh, we'll see. But no, yeah. well, we'll have to dig him up.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't know I was listening to the voice of Robin from uh, the old Batman cartoon I love so much either. Oh, yeah. Now on with the content. Gee, Robin.
4: Or, gee, Batman.
1: <laughs> what's Joker doing? He was a little higher pitched.
2: He was a Lebanese
1: squeezer, Casey Kasem.
2: Yes. I, I, I learned that during the whole end game form. Yes.
1: Um... Helen and Amin Kasem were grocers. He was named after Mustafa Kemel Asterik, a man Kasem said his father respected. Kasem's parents didn't allow their children to speak Arabic and insisted they assimilate to American life. And man, did Casey not do that, huh?
2: I mean, he yeah.
1: His name was Kemel Amin Casey Kasem. and he was known for playing Norville Shaggy Robert Rogers on Scooby-Doo and Dick Grayson Robin in Super Friends. But most likely, America's Top 40. Now, on with the countdown. And that's all I've got for this pick. Rip Casey Kasem, man. That's some. I still remember some of my best memories in those few years, just being excited to listen to the countdown. And when I got my first shelf system from Service Merchandise, like recording it every week to make mixtapes.
0: Mm-hmm
4: and he was in Ghostbusters. then they got a call from yeah. the producer of the band ghostbusters he was in Ghostbusters. Heart. he had heard the song in an old demo tape and he loved it the writers tried to discourage the producer from recording it they told him it didn't that work He's just so natural and fluid it wasn't, nope, it wasn't
2: forced it wasn't some did. radio voice i mean it was, was a radio voice hits but it was in the
4: usa 6 years ago this week the song alone by heart from six years ago
1: This guy, whoever uploaded this, cut out all the songs rightfully So it wouldn't get wiped off YouTube
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, uh, let's go to your last pick, Squeezer
0: Alright,
2: talked about this before They do what they wanna do, say what they wanna say Live how they wanna live, play how they wanna play Dance how they wanna dance, dick and they snap a All right. All right. Ah, uh, uh, Adam's family. Uh, the Adam's groove. Uh, you love this album. This is what meant oh, a lot oh. to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- this was like... This might have been one of the first ones like I bought on my own. Or, like, I... Thought I bought on my own, but, like, my parents, like, forked over the cash or whatever. Um, Yeah, and it was just... uh, The cassette was uh, the single, uh, Adam's Groove. And the B-side was the instrumental of Adam's Groove. In case you wanted to just, you know, rap to yourself or remix whatever purpose. I I I don't know... Maybe, but it's a cassette, so I don't know what the like good like a DJ would have of that. Maybe on an album, um. But uh, the CD version, which I did not have, I had the cassette. The CD version actually came with two legit to quit, mm. uh, because they wanted to you know sell extras as well. Because that was a monster, uh, of a hit. If you think about it, though, how funny it is, um his he goes from too legit to quit and then Adam's Groove was a legit single. Uh it uh was number seven on uh US billboards. The the Brits loved it even more in Ireland. It was number four over there. Yeah. Um but yeah it was uh it did really well. It went gold uh for being uh an you know song from the adams family right uh yeah it did surprisingly well and yeah it came in the little cardboard sleeve uh with hammer on, oh uh... the Cassingle. what's that the Cassingle you're talking about yeah the Cassingle.
1: yeah that that cardboard sleeves were that was a yeah thing. yeah
2: but the little cardboard sleeve with hammer on it uh not to be confused with the uh adams family uh soundtrack which, oh uh, that
1: you're talking just the single? You talked the just, soundtrack before though, right?
2: Yeah, I I think so. This is just a single though. Okay,
1: yeah. The CD the CD singles always had more than the single. The single mm-hmm. only had one or two songs on an A and a B side. But yeah, just like an old 45. And it, and it
2: was the exact same song, only one without the vocals. Ah, yeah, it was the the instrumental of Adam's Groove. maybe work for halloween parties.
1: Oh, it's it's always on a good halloween playlist. If We ever do another oh, halloween. You you I think you already picked this on a halloween song playlist.
2: Uh probably at least twice. <laughs> yeah, probably. Let's see.
1: Well, I have a question for you I forgot to ask in the beginning. When they uh-huh. said they were going to Penhurst Asylum, did you immediately think that place that used to be by where you used to live and felt like in uh, Royersford?
2: In Royersford,
1: uh, it's like Spring City, actually, but it's near like it's not far from Pottsville, and it's it's like an actual haunted uh, uh, old mental facility, Penhurst Asylum. Oh, and I'm like, oh shit, they're going to Pennsylvania again because they went to Pennsylvania in season two with uh, L and uh, number eight, but now they didn't. I guess there's a Penhurst and Hawkins, east two.
2: Ah. Uh. Gotcha. Uh, I actually looked at a was it? Did I look at a place in Spring City. No. Yeah, yeah, I actually did look at a house down there once. Yeah, it's like, but it's, the roof was caving in, so I didn't buy it.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's like right up from Roarsford, but below like the Limerick, uh, uh, not as far as the Limerick, um, power plant. And the Philadelphia Premium Allets. Well, actually, that's if you're coming from 476. If you're coming from Pottstown, it's further. Yeah. Than.
2: Uh... Further. Oh, it's actually in the Springford uh, school district. Oh, there you go. Springford, there Rory's There's uh, that's where uh, my uh, Outback is, where I got married, and there's also a great uh, <sighs> best wedding uh, ever, Outback Steakhouse, Kentaco Hut,
1: uh, down that way too. Hey, I had the. The French onion soup at Outback, like a month or two ago, Squeezer and I'm now wondering mm-hmm. why you didn't have any French onion soup at your your wedding.
2: Sorry, uh, I'll <laughs> talk to Mrs. Squeezer and we can get married again and we will have French onion
1: soup this time. Yeah, the Kentaco Hut at Roresford is is uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's a le- probably one of the biggest landmarks of our
2: crew. It's one of their favorite. Yeah, I I used to order there uh all the time for the family if we were out that way. Some tasty, tasty chicken. She gets so mad at me, like I th- she she has to know it's a joke, but it's because it's not a joke. I I don't want to ruin it for people. I definitely got married in an outback, but when I bring that up, she's like, "We did not get married in an outback." I'm like, "Of course we did, honey." I know. Well, I was the, I was the
1: one who started the joke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's fantastic. Because you're like, hey, the post. Uh, the post reception party is at Outback and I'm like your reception's at Outback and you're like that's not <laughs> what I said so I started telling everybody that your
2: reception's at Outback yeah. and then it morphed but... into you got married at Outback yeah Um, yeah I just I, we needed a hotel with a bar and you're like oh we don't have a bar but there's an Outback next door I'm like, you know what that might work and it fucking did it did yeah, yeah. Ceremony. I mean, it's all inclusive. It's great. They even provide a photographer for you. I mean, that's the deal, right there. Mm-hmm. All
1: right. I think we've talked about. We've stretched this show longer than I fucking thought we would. God damn.
2: Uh we. Well, I. I'm sorry. The Train I, was off the rails from the start.
1: I, I really, yeah. I stretched this show longer than I thought we would. With the, I
2: spent like ten minutes talking about Sesame Street records. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I spent 10 minutes talking about albums and like two hours talking about me having seizures and whatnot. Casey's top 14. But we did it. We, uh, we put yeah,
2: together. That's what, that's what you signed up for. I told you at the beginning of the show not to listen. He told you to go watch Stranger Things. I told you to go do anything else. Right. So if you're still with us, thank your, you it, and
1: It's your own wine. goddamn fault. So go on, go on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, and let us know what Positively. you really think of this episode. Or re- give us a review on, uh, where is that, uh, Spotify. Or give us a comment, hit the bell, subscribe, and do all that shit on YouTube, because uh, it helps other people get suckered into our bullshit, too. And, uh, yeah, like once, Alf. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. So I want to we'll wake up tomorrow Alf. with Alf having 10.3 thousand followers. Let's refresh and see if you guys listening live did it yet. Nope, still (laughs) 10.2. Fucking ish. Fucking ish. You couldn't even follow Alf. Do my one favor and follow Alf. Alright. That's all we got this week. We'll be back next week with... Oh, another Jurassic Park show leading up into Jurassic World. And then I have to figure out what we're doing for the summer. I can't tell you what we're doing yet because I have not (laughs) figured it out yet. But I have an idea. I have an idea. I I pitched it kind of squeezy the other day. And he was eh, wishy-washy on it. But I think I'll sell him. Was I? You were kind of like, well. But then I explained it further. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, At first, I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if I can do that. But when you, like, broadened it out to that, I'm like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, that's it. I'm RK. And I am Squeezer. See you, everybody. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.